What is going on, guys? We are back here with the Kurt and Bob show. He's Kurt. I'm Bob. It has been a minute, Kurt, but we are back. It, it has. has been a wild semester for me, graduating college. Uh, but now I got a little bit more free time on my hands, you know, working and 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 going to school at the same time was it was pretty taxing. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, now we're back. Got some, got some. Hopefully, weekly content we'll be bringing you guys. Absolutely. But yeah. uh, time to get back on track. Bob, uh, he's got to go back for a fifth year. No, I'm just playing. <laughs> you are free and employed so that's all you can ever ask for and now the boys are back we're ready to dive into some football and quite honestly at the most exciting time of year we got the final week of the regular season here with actually a lot of playoff seating on the line so uh gonna be a lot of fun to see what happens this week there's only a handful of teams actually sitting starters i think i know the giants um but you know, even the even the Eagles and Cowboys, like they're fighting for the one seed somehow. I, I don't know how the Cowboys have made their way into this one seed conversation. Yeah. But hey, that's you know we'll we'll get into that. We'll get into that. Is so, Hurts gonna is Hurts gonna start in I this weekend's game? I Think so. It doesn't look like Jalen Hurts will. That's be just starting. wild to me. So because I don't. I mean, I I get Minshew's like, I mean, Minshew's serviceable, and they can don't show wanna, it. They don't want to rush Jalen Hurts back, right? That's right. that's every story I've seen is Eagles don't want to rush. Eagles don't want to rush. Because worst case, you're the two seed, I think, because they still have a better record than the Vikings at 13-3. and right. three. Um, And they, ha- they murdered the Vikings in the head-to-head this year. So even if the Vikings won this week and they lost, worst case for the Eagles is two seed, right? So you still get a home playoff game. Um. Well, two home playoff games, actually. So two home playoff games, then they would go on the road for number three, I believe, if they made it that far. So lots to get into for sure, and uh, a lot of playoff implications on the board. But of course, first, we, as everyone else in the world right now, is happy to report the you know, DeMar Hamlin news here. If, if you are living under a rock um, on Monday Night Football, uh the safe number three, Demar Hamlin, safety for the Buffalo Bills. He did a what looked to be a routine tackle, got hit right in the chest by one of the Bengals players and collapsed. And you know, emergency CPR came out on the field, which is what doctors are saying today is what actually saved him. So credit to the Bills staff and all those yeah. guys who stepped in right on it. They gave him CPR for nine minutes. Uh, it was really scary uh, for the first two days there, but today. Everybody has been spam reporting a lot of great news. He's talking to the doctor through written words as it stands, can move all his extremities. There doesn't seem to be any uh, any brain damage as they can, t- can tell right now. So that's just many reports out there. Uh, so I'm just keeping it general because everyone seems to have a little different twist on everything going on. But the important part is he's doing well. He is on his way back to recovery and it's looking like he is out of the you know scariest part which was the last few days so good to hear and bob i know you and i were both watching that you know thoughts and prayers out to him and his family for sure because that was a scary moment on the field monday night yeah absolutely i was watching it live with my family and my mom kept asking me the last like few days she's like any updates any updates any updates um but yeah so finally you know some good news absolutely it was i mean everyone so obviously this is like pretty much the craziest thing that's ever happened on a football field yeah um absolutely there was so there was no no uh hesitation there from 
from uh, all the players and around the league showing their support. So this was definitely a very scary incident and glad it is, you know, coming out on the most beneficial side of things here. So definitely glad to have that going. And, you know, Josh Allen was even saying today, he was saying, yo, don't, don't blame T Higgins on this at all. We're getting great news now. So, you know, his life has been saved. Thanks. Thanks to the bills training staff. So it's really nice to see that we are, in the right direction and on top of that it looks like that bills bengals game is going to be judged a no contest that's what the nfl has come out and said today uh so it's going to be based on the seating is either going to be based on win percentage or they may do eight seed. it's unsure of how they're going to proceed with the seating but uh as me and bob kind of alluded to at the start of the show here this is a very big week in the nfl for playoff seating so uh, we'll jump right into it and get into the first two games of the weekend. we got two games on Saturday. Chiefs-Raiders is one, which I believe a Chiefs win in that game would clinch uh, the one seed there. Uh, yeah, it absolutely it definitely would. They would have 14 wins. So the Chiefs can clinch the number one seed uh, Saturday afternoon against the Raiders, who, man, me and Bob have talked a little bit about them throughout the season over text, like, just an absolute dumpster fire it's been in vegas it seems like they're Shame. turning a, a corner but it's six i and really six like and derek ten. Carr too i'm just uh, yeah it's... derek is just derek's just done he's it's it's just i'll been... take him at the falcons though that's all i gotta say i've hey, i've seen a decent amount of him. desmond ritter to know that <laughs> <laughs> maybe he's not the solution you you can you can have him i don't think too many nfl teams will fight you for that one uh, I mean, there there will definitely be a handful because Derek Carr is better than the bottom of the barrel. But but I say I heard he could go to the Colts. Yeah, I don't. The Colts. What's what's the stat for the? I think it's six seasons in a row now. The Colts have tried these one year band aid quarterbacks. Right? They did Philip Rivers. They did Matt Ryan most recently, who I had really high hopes for. And Me every too. time I looked at the TV, he was on the ground with three guys on top of him and his whole offensive line staring back at him. His whole uh, line's been bad. Oh, yeah, it's, been bad. it's you know, it, it, it makes me laugh because I, I would always hear from one of the friends I would talk to about how bad Atlanta's offensive line was. But I guarantee you after this year, Matt Ryan would have loved Atlanta's offensive line. Yeah, it's actually had boy. a pretty good O line yeah. this year. I can't even lie. Yeah, so. absolutely, it was very serviceable. The Falcons, honestly, one team that overperformed, I think, and maybe a little bit too much <laughs> in terms of the draft. Yeah, but, but we'll see. That's you know, this is this is this season has set us up for a really fun off season. This draft class is going to be great, uh, and you know, like like we said, playoffs big concern right now. For a lot of teams, so Chiefs Raiders, Chiefs can clinch it with the one. I think both me and Bob would take the Chiefs money line in that game. I I don't I don't see the Raiders upsetting the Chiefs at home on the back end of the season where they're now sitting Derek Carr. But hey, you never Stidham know. goes crazy. Yeah, maybe Jarrett Stidham's the truth. Uh, he so. showed he showed some good flashes. So he did. He played really good against San Francisco yeah. too. But it, it always it always makes in the back of my head at least whenever whenever you see a quarterback come out and do great their first game, it's the leading games are only that much more important, right? You see it a lot where a rookie or you know somebody who hasn't played in a while comes in and has an amazing first game. Like Gardner Minshew did it against the Cowboys. He played really, really well against the Cowboys and then yep. came back the next week and just 
could not put anything together uh, with that Eagles offense. And if, so Jarrett Stidham, it'll be interesting because the second defensive coordinators have any tape on you, it's a different game in the NFL. Right. Uh, the, the way defenses operate in the NFL is is terrifying compared to, you know, college, for example. You know, it's just – it's an entirely different ball game. So Stidham, Stidham definitely could pop off here. Mahomes definitely – Leading, and I would almost say locked into the MVP winner of the year, 5,048 yards and 40 touchdowns with one game to go. So he is, uh, he's had a very explosive year. He's def, you know, he's got, uh, what is he? He's got 12 interceptions paired with that. So he's been a, had a little struggle, you could call it there. Uh, but he's still Mahomes at the end of the day. I think anybody, all 31 other teams would take Mahomes over their quarterback. I have a hard time seeing any anyone who disagree uh with that but again that could be a, a fun debate for the future too so that saturday night is then the game bob i'm excited for this one this this game is going to be awesome we've got the tennessee titans who have gone from seven and three to seven and nine uh against the jaguars who went from have gone from now i think it was four and eight if it wasn't four and eight it was five and eight to eight and eight with two overtime wins so the Jaguars are playing out of this world at the end of this season. Doug Peterson has the boys firing in on on all cylinders at the end here. Yeah, they're on a four-game win streak. So they were four and eight, and they have played their way into not only the wild card, but they've played their way into the number one seed in the AFC South because that division is horrible, horrid. It's absolutely terrible. <laughs> So the, that game is going to be interesting. The Jags are six-and-a-half-point favorites. It is in Jacksonville. They manhandled Tennessee, I believe it was three weeks ago or two weeks ago, uh, that they played them and absolutely manhandled them 36-22. Uh, to 22. There was a garbage-time touchdown there from the Titans, so it was a 36-14 to 14 game, uh, absolute smashing from the Jags. What do you think could happen here on uh, Saturday night, Bob? you think we're going to get the same same thing out of the Jaguars? I think the Jags have got this thing. Um, I mean, I just think the Titans, I just, I don't know how they started the season the yeah. way that they did. I really don't. Yeah. I mean, you go, I mean, you, you give away, you know, A.J. Brown, and you have Ryan Tannehill under center, and, and you're expecting to throw the ball to who? I, like, your offense is going to run around Derek Carr. I mean, sorry, Derek Henry. <laughs> Not Derek Carr. He is very Derek, Derek Carr like Tannehill. Yeah. <laughs> Derek Henry. And, I mean, yeah, it's just you're a one-trick pony at that point. Um, so, yeah, anyways, that's – I think I think Jags will be just fine mm -hmm. in this one. Um, their offense has surprised me. ETN has been – he hasn't been great as of late. Um, but he's been during explosive, kind of the, but you're right. Like, overall, he's not – getting great carries but he'll have like a 60 or 70 yard rush right in the middle of yeah the game. so you're like oh he's he's good again <laughs> yeah so i mean he's he had he had a really good kind of middle of the season there yeah um but yeah i think you know they're still figuring things out there in in jacksonville oh yeah this is certainly exciting to see if you're a jags fan definitely like still some kinks to work out like you said but you know for a team that started two and six and was already being talked about in top five draft pick potential to turn this around and now they're going to be in the lower to mid 20s in the draft because they they were gonna finish you know say they lose there is still a slight chance they could make the 
wild card, I believe, if the Dolphins and Patriots lose, the Jags would be the next up. So it'll be interesting to see. It'll be really interesting. The Jags are a fun team, and you can't even quote anybody when saying this because everybody who's ever watched football and coached football has said this. It's the teams that show up in December that are the teams that are the scariest in the playoffs, right? You, you've had so many, the Eagles back when Nick Foles won the, the Super Bowl. You had, I'm trying to think, even the Jaguars with Blake Bortles back when they made all the way to the AFC Championship game. You have teams that start off the season slow. They look like they're dead in the water, and they just end the season on. The Jags have here, looks like they've won, yeah, six out of their last eight the Jaguars have won. And the, the loss is coming to the Chiefs and the Lions, who those are two explosive offenses. So, hey, can't. I can't fault them for that, uh, both of those road games as well. So the Jaguars I, have really impressed me this year. Uh, they've been a lot of fun to watch the last four or five weeks. And Trevor Lawrence is reminding us that he was a number one overall pick. Uh, it was really easy to forget after what Urban Meyer did to that franchise last year. But Trevor yeah. Lawrence is playing some great football. He did get bailed out, I'll say, uh, in, I believe it was the text, just this most recent Texans game. He was 17 for 21 for 150 yards and interception, but they won this game 31 to 3 because the Texans, it's it hurts to watch the Texans. It, it truly, truly does. It's like watching the worst college football team and then some. Uh, they are incapable of moving the ball. It's, it, it's... It's, it's painful, absolutely painful. So the Jags still win that game 31-3. to Trevor Lawrence learned a lot that game because the Texans, and we'll talk about this more when we get into the offseason, of course, sneaky good defense this year the Texans have had. Like, they're a god-awful team on offense, but their defense has really held their own for the majority of the year. So uh, credit, I give the Texans a little more credit. Uh, obviously, this isn't about them because they are nowhere close to the playoffs. So we'll have to skip over the Texans talk for now and go into our next uh, seed deciding game. And that's the, the NFC here with the Eagles and the Cowboys fighting for the one seed. Here are the possible outcomes. And Bob, I'll, I'll pitch it to you and you tell me what you think is going to happen. The Eagles, they play at uh, 425, I believe, against, yeah, 425 against the Giants. The Cowboys play at 425 against the Commanders. So divisional games, if the Eagles win, period, they, they are the number one seed. If the Eagles lose and the Cowboys win, the Cowboys jump from, I believe they're the five or six seed right now, all the way to the one. Uh, so they would jump everybody else. But you, you never know. With the, the Commanders and the Giants both, the Giants are resting starters, uh, but the Eagles are too without Jalen Hurts there, right? So what 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 can you see happening uh, Sunday afternoon here, Bob? Some huge playoff implications on those games. Yeah, I mean, if I think I I think that the Giants really do have a shot to win this ball game. Um, they've been really good, and I think yeah. yeah, for sure. I I don't see I don't see them winning if Jalen Hurts starts, if he plays. I agree. I I don't think that they have a shot. Now, obviously, it's not looking I, – I, I haven't looked at the reports yet, if there are any. Um, I was just taking your word for it. So, if, you know, if he doesn't start, if Minshew starts, yeah, it's I think like that the won't. Giants have a significant 
mm-hmm. significantly better chance to win. I would I would pick the Giants to win that one. Um, even though I think Minshew is a really good quarterback, I think that the Giants have just been firing on all cylinders recently. That's a tough matchup for them this late in the season, uh, especially in a high leverage situation. Um, and I I love Minshew. I picked him up on, on in one of my fantasy leagues. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I once because I had Jalen. Great game. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so, um, yeah, the first week that Jalen went down, I started him, and you know I was pleased because he got a pretty decent amount of points. Anyways, yeah. um, but I got the Giants in that one um, for that would sure. Be so fun. That's that's what I want to root for that just because. The Eagles just two three weeks ago even blew the Giants out of their own building. They went to they went to the Giants, put up forty eight on their head, almost unanswered. It was a yeah. like forty eight to fourteen a, game. Man, like it was absolutely absurd. So uh, the the Giants got embarrassed in their home. So now they're gonna come in. You know, they're Daniel Jones, Saquon Barkley likely to not play, but still you got Tyrod Taylor and whatever cast of running backs you throw at the end of the day the giants have been ruined with injuries this year with receiver offensive line and they have still found ways to win so i don't think dable is just going to roll over and say yeah eagles here take the one seed division rival that you know we've got beef with philly and new york do not get along you know it's not like a it's not like atlanta tampa it's not like the dolphins and the bill you know it's it's not any of those rivalries it is a that New York and Philly runs deep in the in the Northeast, so it's not. Uh, it is a very intense rivalry, and I think the Giants will very much so want to play spoiler. And Tyrod Taylor is in for a serious game this week. He's not just going to be handing the ball off and letting the clock roll out. Um, this could be a, a very serious game against backup quarterbacks on both sides. So at the end of the day, it's playing fields even. Like this, this game is really wide open. Um, you know, Eagles will obviously be playing all the rest of their starters. Giants most likely only resting Jones and Saquon Barkley because, you know, the rest of their team's so injured, they don't really have the flexibility to bench <laughs> the players. You know, they want these these backup linemen and some of these backup, uh, you know, running backs and receivers who came in midway or late way through the season to get as many reps as they can before the playoffs. Cause regardless, the giants are locked into the playoffs, but they have a very unproven team. We'll call it just because it's a lot of players that have been added midway through the season or have just began into a starting role midway through the season. So they're working a lot of things out. Uh, but I like the giants in that too, just for, the potential of what I think is going to happen next. And it would only be right for the Cowboys to come in, get everything they need to be the one seed and then lose to the commanders with Sam Howell. It would only be right. It would only be right. <laughs> that's, that's what I could absolutely see happening. Um, especially with the Cowboys being on the road. Y- you never know. I think that this, this four o'clock slate has put, has potential to be hilarious. Uh, either of these, teams the eagles are favored by 14 points and the cowboys favored by seven i would almost take the plus seven and the plus 14 on those for the giants and the commanders both ways just because if the cowboys uh and eagles pull it out i think it'll be close like they're this is going to be some drama and roger goodell is going to be you know doing that with his hands and he's going to be loving it he's going to be loving the ratings coming in so i think that's that could be the potential for what do you see for cowboys commanders here bob uh, I mean, I don't know. I, I'm I, 
I will root for the Commanders for sure. I just, I just not a Cowboys guy. Like <laughs> it's hard to I, these days. <laughs> yeah, it really is. America's team really. They're so loud. They're so loud. Yeah, it's it's ridiculous. They're what are the Yankees of the NFL? Yeah, and it just makes absolutely. me so mad. Absolutely right. But I mean, they are. I don't know. I I think that the Commanders. I mean, they got our boy Jahan Dotson. Like, I got to go with the Commanders. We got to go with our boy. And you know him him and Howell are going to be linking up all game long, too, because they're the rookies, so they've been practicing together all year, sit or start. As much as I hate, like, think – because I was not – I mean, I was never a Sam Howell truther. I I never liked Sam Howell. I always knew he was bad. Yep. Um, Colin was the one who was the Sam Howell truther. True. And so, (laughs) yeah, he actually texted us, I think, when he found out um, that uh, Sam Howell, like, the other day when he was, like, Sam Howell started. Yeah, he he texted, like, me and some friends and was like, you know, it's Sam Sam Howell's about to put on a performance or whatever. It's Sammy. And I was like, so we'll see. We'll see. Um, But, yeah, I think, I mean, I think the, I think, the Cowboys win. Yeah. But Commanders, I would love to see them pull that off for sure. I agree. I, I totally agree with that. The NFC East is going to be hilarious to watch on Sunday. But if you only have time for one game on a Sunday, you, you got to pick one. You don't have time to be watching football all day. Like, you know, you got you got to hang out with the girlfriend at some point, right? Hang out with her all day long. Hang out 9 a.m., to 8 p.m. because Sunday night football this week absolutely cannot miss it. It's Packer Packers Lions. Lions are going into Lambeau. The Lions, another team that has just been on an absolute tear. They have won seven of their last nine. Absolutely rolling with Dan Campbell. They just blew the god out of the out of the Bears last week. 41 to 10. Justin Fields couldn't move the ball. The Bears couldn't like they were toast, and the Bears have been a very explosive offense this year. So it was shocking to see them absolutely incapable. They scored ten points in the first quarter, nothing after that. So the Lions might actually be figuring a little something out on defense. Uh, they did beat the Jags, uh, I think, four or five weeks back as well, and held the Jags to fourteen. Their Thanksgiving game in Buffalo or to Buffalo was fantastic. You know, losing to Buffalo by three in the closing seconds, like. The Lions have shown more than a sign of life at the end of the season here. And then you go to the other side of the board with the Packers, who have done the exact same thing. The Packers have won four of their last four, and then five of their last seven. So they're on a roll to end. They're, both of these teams are playing ball in December, and they are, are taking names. It's Packers beat the Dolphins on Christmas. I'm still depressed about that game. Dolphins are up 20-10, to 10, scored absolutely nothing in the second half. Tua looked Dude, that like... Was- Oh. Tua looked like he had another concussion, and then, of course, he did because he's just perma-concussed. Uh, it's just it's so sad because, my God, he's had such a great season. And when he's been playing, put it this way, the Dolphins are, are 0-4 in games that he hasn't played this season. So, like, he is, yeah, absolutely, he is absolutely carried, been a phenomenal quarterback, but just can't keep the head from bouncing off the turf like i don't i don't know how you can prevent that that's just brace. such a, a yeah. brace. he's got to wear like those old 70s or 80s linebacker neck braces uh but like uh, i think vander uh, still wears one of yeah, those things no exactly he's yeah. got to do that but 
besides besides the Dolphins point, uh, <laughs> the Packers have just been rolling. They they beat the Ram, the Bears and the Rams for two wins, and everyone's like, oh, okay, cool. Rams and the Bears, who cares? Uh, and then they go to Miami on Christmas, beat Miami, and then they absolutely embarrass. I don't know if you watched this game last week, Bob, but Packers Vikings, it was it it was like a. 22-year-old brother throwing a 5-year-old brother into a wall over and over again. Like, the Packers were just abusing Kirk Cousins. <laughs> it was just... It was hard to watch. It, like, Aaron Rodgers... I, I saw some of it, dude. Yeah. I came... Like, I was like... <laughs> I forget. I think I took a nap or something like that, and I woke up, and I, I came downstairs and saw the score. I was like, you gotta be kidding me. Dude, it was yeah. absurd. Aaron Rodgers only had 150 yards passing because the defense was just annihilating the Vikings. The Vikings could not move the ball. They're punting out of their own end zone every time. Kirk Vikings Cousins looked bad. Yeah, Kirk they Cousins three bad. interceptions. Like Kirk was, and like some of them were absolutely Kirk's fault. But if he wasn't throwing a pick, he was on the ground. He was getting absolutely beat up in that game. Packers win. Packers score 41 points with Aaron Rodgers having 150 yards and a touchdown. If you can put up that many points with your best player on the field just kind of cruising by, you're in a great spot. So this Packers-Lions game has huge, huge potential. And it's going to come down to this Packers passing defense. Because all I heard all week when the Packers played Miami is how bad the Packers defense is. But I started looking into it. They had like the 30th ranked rush defense. Absolutely. But they had the second best pass defense in the league, and no one was talking about that. They go out there, they shut the Dolphins out in the second half. Tyreek and Waddle were looking around like we're just we're stuck. Like they 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 stuck them. Same thing happened to the Vikings. Justin Jefferson, I've never seen a player so frustrated as as he was that last game against Green Bay. He wasn't their leading receiver. Like he wasn't even close to their leading receiver. He had one catch for 15 yards on five targets and. That pretty much, I don't want to say it did ruin his chance to beat Calvin Johnson's record, but I believe he's got to get like 200-something yards in, in the game this week. Um, like who do they play? Because Justin Jefferson, he was on pace uh, to beat that Calvin Johnson receiving record. Okay, they play the Bears, so they could absolutely do it. Um, but, man, he was so frustrated. So I'm worried for Jared Goff. I am worried. Uh what's i don't know who to pick for this game bob i don't know who to pick you you like packers or lions here because i am so stumped both of these teams have been so hot in the last month and i don't know which one is going to get humbled and, and which one isn't because oh it's tough. I just don't i just don't like the inconsistency i mean granted both teams are fairly inconsistent i yeah. just don't like the inconsistency of the packers um, so I'm going to go Lions in this one, Fair. and I don't like that because I don't like Jared Goff, <laughs> and it's just, yeah, it's just been, it's been crazy. It, it, it doesn't make any sense. It's such I mean, a hard game to pick. It, it really, because yeah. these teams have already met this season too, so not only is this an interdivision game at Lambeau Field, this is an interdivision game at Lambeau with two teams who are hot as hell coming into this, and they both have as much tape as you could possibly have on a team at this point in the season week 18 so these are going to be two very prepared we hope teams on sunday night for a great shootout and a fun game my worry comes with jared goff against that packers pass defense because i just 
what what could save the Lions real really is DeAndre Swift and Jamal Williams. They could have heydays against this Packers rush defense yeah. because the Packers rush defense is horrid. So the Lions really could, you know, pull this Amon Ross St. Brown, he'll be playing. Like he's he's no he's no bum. 100 catches on the year, 1100 yards and six yeah. touchdowns. Probably should be 12 touchdowns if, you know, they got it together a bit sooner in the season, but uh, they've really just started, uh, I would say, post the their Miami game, so like a week before Thanksgiving. That's when the Lions really started rolling after that game. Um, it's it's uh, it's going to be a fun one. So I'm I'm excited. I don't know what to bet. I want to bet the over over forty nine. That seems free. I feel like this is going to be a shootout. But again, this this Packers pass defense has been so good. So. I, I really don't Man, that, know what to the, expect. Uh, it's 49? Yeah, 49. Wow. I It does seem like a free. Like, doesn't wow, it? It seems crazy. too free. It seems too free yeah. where it's going to be a Packers 20-3 to win. You know what I mean? Like, uh, Yeah, for sure. And that reminds me of, like, this is getting, in, I mean, a little college football-y right now. Yeah, but, like, the the Peach Bowl, that, that over-under was 49 for yeah. that game. And, and they <laughs> yeah. literally doubled it. They literally – yeah doubled it yep so well, that was insane to me but yeah i both can see bowl uh, games yeah it was absurd like 100 points almost in both <laughs> it was it was so maybe fun. it was like, maybe it was, it was tcu michigan that the it was 49 i think, I, it was I, that well, game I think yeah or i bet yeah i bet the uga one and i think it was 53 so it was right around there it may have opened at 49 and then gone up to 53 through the week that's usually yeah. what happens in college football like is if it's to you know if it's ohio state georgia that over is going to climb people are going to hammer that opening line right because uh, you know you know you're in for something fun which we all got and we'll get into college right right after this as well so yeah uh, we got oh we got so much to talk about for college too so great time but yeah this sunday night football if you're going lions i'll i'll ride packers here just for the just for the the rivalry and for the sense that i'm gonna put my faith in not just Aaron Rodgers, but the Packers passing defense because they have been juggernauts lately. And if you can stop Kirk Cousins and Justin Jefferson with, you know, Thielen, Dalvin Cook, I, I, the Lions, you know, the Lions better keep Jared Goff under 30 pass attempts. That's all I'm saying. Um, they need to be running the ball. They can't hype this game up in their heads. And that's why I almost think that over is too easy because – the Lions, you can't get hyped up for a shootout in this one. You've got to play Dan Campbell football here. You've got to run it down their throat and not stop running until the Packers are on their back down 14 points begging for mercy. Like That's that's the only way I see the Lions winning this. They're not winning with a Jared Goff sling off between him and Rodgers because you know, no no beef with Jared, but Aaron Rodgers, he's, he's, he's that boy, back-to-back MVP. Yeah. Like, I don't I – mean, there's – yeah. You can't say enough things about Aaron Rodgers, uh, you know, not to mention the bounce back this season. He's gone from a rookie receiving core that has done nothing and did nothing to help that offense in the first few weeks where these same rookies that Rodgers was, you know, criticizing harshly in the media, criticizing in practice. These guys, they're not, you know, they're not on Twitter. They're not going to complain about getting criticized. They're professionals. They're doing their job. And these rookies have taken every piece of criticism from Rodgers right on the chin, and they're finally playing some really good football. Christian Watson especially. Christian Watson, Romeo Dobbs, yeah. Randall Cobb getting involved every every so often. Whenever there's a third down they really need, it seems like it goes to Randall Cobb. So I, I think the Packers – 
The Packers may edge this one out, I think, just based off experience. The line is four and a half. I would personally take Packers two and a half. I don't like four. Four is my least favorite line number. It's it's so gross. It's you're asking to get beat by three. Like you're <laughs> Yeah. So that's that's what I would say there. Uh and honestly, that's that's really our, our last huge playoff game. You know, we've got Steelers Browns. Steelers basically just need to win that game. The Browns are eliminated, but the Steelers, if the Dolphins and Patriots lose, the Steelers are in. The Dolphins, with our third-string quarterback, need to beat the Jets with Mike White. Um, that game, I'm, I'm so depressed. The Dolphins started eight and three, and they're eight and eight right now, based off just that Buffalo game. That could have gone either way. Buffalo ran that ball for seven minutes to end the game and kicked a field goal because they didn't want Tua back on the field. They didn't want to put the boy back. They said, all right, we got we to gotta run this out. We got to sit right here. We don't want Tyreek and Tua back out there. So, God, Miami has just proven too much to me this season. They cannot roll over, but we're starting our third-string quarterback because Teddy Tua is still concussed. Teddy hurt the pinky finger on his throwing hand, of course. Uh, and you know Skylar Thompson, he he's been a dog. He he's a big boy. He's got a cannon. So let let him throw some reps to Tyreek all week long, and let's just they're at home too. Oh please God, don't lose to the Jets at home. Don't you don't do it to me. Jets are good. Oh no, they're not. They suck. The Jets suck. The Jets are frauds. Defense. They've been they frauds. Defense. They've been frauds. They do have defense. Sauce, Sauce has been Sauce. way better than I thought he was going to be. Sauce is nasty. Sauce is absolutely nasty. So. Like I, I knew Sauce was going to be pretty good, but like I didn't expect him to be like, like yeah. that boy. The Dolphins, are, they're just stressing me out because all the Dolphins need to do is win because the Bills play the Patriots. So the Patriots play at Buffalo, and. After what Buffalo just went through on Monday, you know they're going to be playing for the boy. They're playing for Hamlin oh, for on sure. Monday. They're they're locking this game up for Hamlin. He's doing good. They're going to go out there and put up 80 on the Patriots. It's going to be 82 to 11, bro. Just watch. I'm telling you. <laughs> I would be that's surprised. What I'm, that's what I'm hoping As long for, as it isn't like last year's Patriots-Buffalo game where it was oh, the, windy. Yeah, and... negative two degrees where Mac Jones threw two passes in the whole game. Yeah, yeah yep. that one was funny. That was a funny, funny game. I, <laughs> I don't terrible. think we'll get that crazy weather this, no. this week. It's looking like a pretty no. tame weather week. Um, we had, in my opinion, game of the year. Even though the Dolphins lost, game of the year is by far Dolphins-Buffalo. Classic snow game in the fourth quarter, down to the wire. What more could you ask for for football? That's the happiest I've ever been after watching the Dolphins lose a game because it was just a perfect football game. It was phenomenal. I loved it. So I don't think we're getting any fun weather like that, but yeah. we'll see. Uh, Ravens and Bengals, That's rel- see, that game isn't as important anymore uh, because of Monday night uh, because now the Bengals – I believe if the Bengals beat the Bills – then this game would be for the number one seed. This, I'm not sure. I'll, I'll have to look. I haven't looked into Ravens Bengals too much. I know there's still playoff seeding on the line in that game, so that'll be important. Uh, Texans Colts. This is actually a huge game for not the playoffs, but if the Texans win, the Bears will jump them and get the number one overall pick in the draft. So the Texans got to do their best and lose this game. They need to put their they're losing faces on it and go out there and lose for the number one pick, uh, which, man, this draft's going to be fun. I'm excited to get get into that. Um, but with all that being said, I think we've covered all our, our playoff implications here. And 
we'll end the show with a little end segment here on some college football, Bob. UGA grad, UGA podcast producer. I'll let you start us off. What did you think about that Ohio State UGA game? And did you watch the ball drop or did you watch the kick drop? Because they happened at the exact same moment. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I didn't watch. I didn't watch any ball drop. I didn't. Good. I, I just watched the kick drop. <laughs> Um, yeah, no, I'm, I'm not, I wasn't about all that. Um, I was too busy holding my breath for the last 55 seconds of that game. Our defense was abysmal. I, we have never played this bad in our entire life. Oh my gosh. Kiwi Ringo was the best guy out there and he was still garbage. And then you have Javon Bullard who doesn't look like he knows how to play defense. Our entire <laughs> secondary was it was Swiss cheese. There were holes everywhere. CJ Stroud was cheese. picking us apart. I hope he comes to the Falcons after the performance that he put on. <laughs> but we need to draft him. Um, I mean, God bless America. Our defense looked like garbage. And Kirby is gonna have a field day with the coaching staff. He probably already has. They've probably ironed out oh, all the kinks. And I, I seriously I'm a, I'm a little bit nervous for TCU. But I really think that we're going to come out and absolutely baby TCU. I like this happens all the time. I say all the time. Big this happens SEC. when just different. <laughs> yeah, and it happens when it's like you look at like we had a couple games this year where we kind of faltered a little bit. Mizzou. You know, there, there's the I Missouri lost game. Money yep. on that Missouri game, and it made me so <laughs> mad because UGA played that Missouri like game. babies in that game, bro. <laughs> yep, yep, for real. But then we would like we would have a streak of just babying teams of absolutely babying teams kirby would absolutely kick our the, you know the players teeth in and say figure your crap out because we got a game to play and it's a national championship you know hypnotoad or whatever tcu <laughs> like it's coming bro they, they're coming they with a vengeance right they're now. coming but <laughs> oh my gosh i i mean i really think max duggan will give us a run for our money but i don't think I don't think we'll baby them, like I said. I think it'll be a much closer game. Um, but, yeah, I still think UGA has has this one locked up. I haven't even walked under the arch yet here in Athens uh, because I've been uh, saving you gotta it. Wait. After, you got to wait till after I've been the, saving yes, it. Yes, for, for And if we lost against Ohio State, I was going – I was going, I was so mad that entire game. I was going to be so sad because I was like – I was saving to walk under the arch for the national championship because I'd be so sick. We win the natty. I graduate. I walk under the arch. I go jump in the fountain. Like, it's gonna be sick. Anyways. Yep. All right. And I got, I got a ticket for the game actually. And then I no sold this it. TCU game. Yeah. Yeah. I sold it though. Oh, why? Well, actually, I'm, I know why. Cause that's probably a couple bandos at this point. <laughs> was it? It wasn't as much as you think it was. But like, I was not gonna fly out to LA by myself. It was, it oh, you're right. It's yeah, you're right. It's in SoFi. Oh my god. Okay, Dude. yeah, not worth. Cause I, not funny enough, it. I was gonna go out to San Diego for New Year's. Uh, I was looking at plane tickets. Fourteen hundred dollars, bro, to go from Dude. Atlanta to San Diego. Dude. Are you kidding me, bro? <laughs> Delta flight from Atlanta to LAX, minimum twenty two hundred. Minimum. Yep. yep. But I saw, hey, but I get was, this, bro. Frontier, two connecting flights. You'll get there for thirty bucks, bro. Trust me. <laughs> trust me. <laughs> no, trust me. Dude, uh, let's for, do it together. Let's won. do it together. <laughs> Traveling pod. When, yeah. <laughs> when we beat when we beat Ohio State, me and my friends were immediately on looking for flights. We had oh, yeah. we had all of our information put in, ready to travel. We were we were about ready to you know hop on Spirit Airlines Hell for yeah. two hundred bucks Love to get to you know LAX. <laughs> 
but it just never we never you know went through with it but i mean we had all of our information and all we had to do is like put the credit card in and and pull the trigger but we had some some cold feet so but all right traveling podcast we'll do it live from the game say less i just bought us two tickets as we're talking (laughs) i wish bro that no that is gonna be that's gonna be crazy sofi stadium too what because it's called SoFi Stadium. If anyone has watched a Rams game this year or a Chargers game, that's not a stadium. That is a like if there was a if there was a World War tomorrow and like some generation like thousands of years came back to to visit Earth down the road, they'd see SoFi Stadium and think it was how we view the Roman Colosseum. Like that place is an absolute architectural masterpiece bro it's yeah. it's so pretty you i gotta it's go sickening. to that it's sickening i gotta go just to like look at because you look at the bends and you're like wow that's really nice and then anywhere it's just anywhere. like it, it's it's oh, crazy it's sickening to look at it's like because the bends was like it was supposed to be some revolutionary like architectural thing and then you look at so fine it's the, like we absolutely roof. just get one up to like like no a totally couple years after <laughs> no, the you're totally up. the the one like, up on sofi is crit like sofi is unbelievable i mean so, not even geez. one up hand over fist they absolutely <laughs> the stadium is just so much better than no the bench but no joke it's i listen i hear you and you know i'm looking right now so for 50 yard line VIP seats at SoFi Stadium for this UGA TCU game. We're looking at about eight thousand dollars US. Uh, so US, like sheesh. there's some. Hey, hey, bro, my uncle might be listening. He's in Canada. Come on, I gotta convert that for him. Bro. Gotta... <laughs> uh, it's funny. So it's it's absolutely absolutely crazy. Uh, it's gonna be an awesome game. And this, see, I've got the same feeling about this game that I do the, the Lions and a Packers game. 62 and a half with two teams that just put up, like, what, 45 and 50 apiece? I'm yeah. I'm taking over 80 in this game. But what Vegas is saying, Vegas is saying UGA is a 13 and a half point favorite with 62 and a half. So Vegas I, is... I don't trust us to cover, to be quite honest I, with you. I, I don't, don't know if I do either. But Vegas is trying to make you believe, oh, guys... This is just another SEC Big 12. Georgia wins this game 40 to 3, right? Like that's that's what Vegas is trying to make us believe. And I don't buy it. I I just can't I can't buy that TCU what I'm th- I'm thinking about TCU's offense. Quentin Johnston, I don't want to hear about any other wide receiver. Uh respect to Jalen Hyatt, respect to, you know, he's coming out in the draft this year uh and he was phenomenal at Tennessee as well, but Quentin Johnston, my God, after that performance against Michigan's defense of all defenses that he had last week, he he's phenomenal. Keely Ringo's got his hands full there, and I don't you can't he's get smoked, you can't dude. single I'm cover just... him with Ringo. You can't like you if, you can't if Johnson is not with if Johnson is not doubled that entire game, uh, UGA is making a mistake because Johnson is crazy. TCU can run the ball too; they, they can absolutely run the ball. Kendra Miller. 1400 yards and 17 touchdowns he's on the good year. Like, he's really good like i and i'm i'm trying to like because i i bit on the line at first i was thinking oh yeah this is easy uga slam 40 to 3 i was thinking exactly what vegas is putting out there right like this say hey guys it's the sec now we're done but tcu isn't like the tcu that it's always been like they've got dogs all over this mm-hmm. offense and i personally 
I thought Michigan was going to roll them because they run a 3-3-5 defense, right? They've only got three defensive linemen on the line of scrimmage almost at all times. Uh, and then they've got three linebackers, you know, either blitzing or they're going to pick up, you know, just a mid zone. And then you've got five DBs just running around rampant back there looking for picks. And, oh, my, let's let's say a prayer for J.J. McCarthy in Michigan because he really thought he was that boy. He really thought he was that boy. He beat Ohio State at Ohio State. And I can tell he went to bed that night dreaming of when he's going to be a first round, you know, number one overall in a couple of years. Uh, I think two years for him. Um, but J.J. McCarthy, two pick sixes against that TCU defense. TCU absolutely picked Michigan apart because if you take away those two pick sixes, this game is a Michigan 45 to, to 37, you know, route. And granted, there was also... They Michigan had a fumble on the one yard line. Michigan had just everything seemingly didn't go their way. And TCU's offense, they were really fun, but they were, you know, nothing happened in this game. This was a 21 to 6 game at halftime. Uh, and if you weren't watching this game at home, please go back and watch Michigan TCU highlights because in the third quarter, there were 45 points scored total. <laughs> It went from 21 to 9, and at the end of the third quarter, it was 41 to 30. It was absurd to watch. So that that game was so much fun. Um, and, gee, you know, there's a touchdown right at the start of the fourth quarter, too, that could have happened in the third if it didn't go to, you know, commercial break in the quarter switch. So that game was so much fun in the third and fourth quarter, and TCU absolutely scratched and clawed their way back into that game. Qu you saw Quentin Johnson take that little five-yard dig route, right, just for a 70-yard mm -hmm. touchdown? Like, yeah, man, TCU has me sipping the Hypnotoad Kool-Aid for sure, but I'm definitely, definitely <laughs> thinking in the back of my head, like, all right, let's, you know. This is UGA. This is a pissed-off Kirby Smart UGA because Kirby Smart came out in that post-game interview, and he said we did not deserve to win that. He's, he, 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 was, he was mad about that win against Ohio State because Ohio State had them, and I really think Ohio State had a misstep in that fourth quarter with those last three plays going loss of one yard, incomplete, incomplete, right? That Talk about putting pressure on the kicker. You know what I mean? Like a 50-yarder yeah. in college, you can't, you can't be expecting that, Ryan Day. This is no, the NFL. No, not you, at all. You, you can't be expecting 50 in college, and man, the— the kick went right as the ball dropped, and the whole state of Georgia had like a 2.4 earthquake. No, I'm just kidding. That didn't happen, but <laughs> it, it might it's as unreal. well. It was a uh, it was a great New Year's Day. So, let me get your score prediction, Bob. What do you think? TCU, UGA. What's your score prediction here? Uh, I think we win by 10. So we don't cover the 13 and a half spread. Okay. I think we win. I don't think we put up a bunch of points. Um, but I still think that we hit the over. So I'm going to say... I'll say 42. Okay. Right? That's yeah, yeah. That's football score. Yes. Yeah, Just yeah. making sure. 42, I'm making 45. sure I did my... <laughs> yeah, 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 I'm making sure, making sure I'm doing my math right here. <laughs> yes, uh, dogs win forty-two to. Thirty-five. Okay, I, I don't hate that. 
I, I was I was personally gonna say forty five thirty five. Um, and you know we'll be we'll be back on the pod next week to to rehash and see how close we were. Yeah. But that's forty two forty two what thirty two right? Or forty two thirty five. Yeah, and then yeah, I, think I think it's forty five thirty five. So. Yeah. We'll see. TCU has the chance to shock the whole country. UGA has the chance to go back-to-back, uh, which hasn't been done since Bama in 2011, 2012. And then before Bama, I had no clue about this, uh, it was all the way Nebraska, 93 and 94, I think. So back-to-back is seemingly a once-a-decade thing uh, that yeah. happens. So UGA could start off this 2000, you know, 20, still at the start of this decade, uh, and they could just get the back-to-back and – we can pretty much bet against the back-to-back from now on because, man, it is really, really uncommon uh, to do it. So it's going to be a great game. I'm excited. I know. I know we'll be, both be watching it with with a big group of guys and and all all enjoying this. And unfortunately, I really hate I I really hate that it's on Monday nights. I really do. Like I know it has to be on a weekday because NFL owns the weekend, but do it Friday night. You know what I mean? Like let let's. Let's, let's yeah. be nice. Let's be nice. Yeah. Maybe Kemp can declare Tuesday a, a <laughs> national holiday or something if UGA wins. Oh, but geez. boy, it's it's a uh, it's gonna be a fun weekend of football. It's gonna be a crazy, crazy weekend. So glad to be back in the saddle too. Feels good to be back on the pod for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Definitely. So. Sounds good. Well, yeah, Kurt. I think. You got anything else to say to uh, our that's fine, all I lovely got fans? As well. So we've. We've set ourselves up now. We can have a fun four weeks. We've got our predictions. We've got our narratives that could happen this weekend. So we will have lots to talk about next week, that's for sure, because yeah. there's going to be a lot of movement, NFL and college. And, you know, the closer we go through the, you know, the more we go through the playoffs, the closer we get to that draft. And, man, I love the draft. Not to mention free agency, too. We'll have some. I don't think any free agency in the NFL will match to last year's what we had, but but we'll see. You you never know. So yeah. With, with that being said, we will catch you guys next time. Thanks for listening again, and we will be back with you next week. Yep. See you guys.